Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Amen. Wow, what an incredible time in God's presence. Hey, we are in a series called Submerged. And what a powerful time this has been, really looking at how God is drawing us in this season to go deep into Him. It's getting out of the shallow end of our faith, getting out of the shallow end of how we pursue Him, getting out of the shallow end of Christianity and what we've settled for in the past. And we're really reevaluating what we've experienced and how to come into this new season with God. And I encourage you, if you haven't yet, get that time with God to let Him invest this word into you. That it's not just something you hear on the weekends or it's not just something that is a sermon or an inspirational message, but it really becomes a part of who you are. Last week, we talked about getting a time with the King and I encourage you to do that. Get before Him, let Him speak to you. In this season, He can encourage you. The Bible says that when we are with Him, we become like Him. And so we radiate with His glory And uh, so I encourage you, dive into who God is in this time. Hey, I wanna pray over this word that God would invest it in your heart and let it become alive in you. The Bible says that when we read the word and we don't do anything with it, it is dead. It's just a seed that falls on the ground, it gets trampled on or choked by the weeds. But when we read it and it becomes life in us, it becomes something The Spirit of God lives in us. It it becomes alive and working in our lives. And so I want to pray that over you, that as we read this word, it'd be more than just hearing it, but it would be invested in our heart. It would go down deep and become a part of us to transform us. So would you pray and just open yourself up? If you're you're hungry for God today, I'm, I'm so hungry. Our family, our watch party is so hungry. So if you are hungry, would you just open your hands and just say, God, I want to receive. Come on, just say that simple prayer. Say, God, I want to receive. Today, I want to receive all that you want to say to me. We know that you are a God of the individual. You see my life. You see my job. You see my family. You see my thoughts, my innermost feelings. God, you see everything that no one else sees. And so in this time, I pray that you would invest that word into me personally. Let it transform us, God. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come come into the midst, come into the midst of our homes, our living rooms, our kitchens, permeate all of the space. Don't leave anything out. Let this place become a a hub of your presence. We just thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for what you're gonna speak. In your name we pray, amen, amen. Man, what a powerful word we've been hearing over the weeks just with talking about God showing us his glory, trading the experience for the encounter. Man, I hope it's challenged you and, and given you a new filter to look at God through, that he doesn't just want you a part of his church, he wants to be in relationship with you. Today, I wanna to dive in, this is the close of our series, and then I'm so excited about where we're headed. We're headed into a series called Overcome. We're gonna be talking about how God helps us become overcomers. He is the one who makes us victorious because of what he's already done on the cross, yet what the word that's living inside of you is doing. And so we're gonna be looking at real life stories of what God has done in our church family and what God can do 
in you. So I would not miss it if I were you. I would invite somebody out because this word is for this season. It's for you, it's for your family, it's for your calling on your life and God's gonna do an incredible thing in you. But today I wanna wrap up this series of Submerged. We've been looking at what does it look like for God to build us deep, to take us into the depths, take us further than we've ever gone before in relationship with Him. Not as a burden that He puts on us, because He says, my burden is light. And He's the one who gets in the yoke with us and charges with us. So when we take on God, this is not a burden of that we have to plow to go deeper. No, no, no. This is a devotion that we open ourselves, we surrender ourselves to Jesus, and we say, we want more of you. He's a great father. The Bible says that he's a great gift giver. Uh, the Bible says that we and our humanness give great gifts to our kids. Because how much more does God give great gifts to his children? And so this is not a burden. This, this is a encouraging message to let you know there's an invitation that God wants to draw you in further than you've ever been, take you deeper than you've ever been, and cause you to experience him in a way that you have not yet before. And so today I want to look at John chapter 4. So if you got your Bibles, would you turn with me? John chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 4 and go all the way to 14. There's something about the 4 in that, right? John chapter 4, verse 4 says, now he had to go through Samaria. It's talking about Jesus. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sakar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food, so they weren't there. It was just Jesus and this woman. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Now, to give you a little context, Samaritans and Jews did not talk. They did not get along. Uh, Jews were a whole separate. There was, you know, lack of better terms, there was racism going on even back in the Bible times. And this is what Jesus always does. This is what Jesus is doing today. It's what he did when he was on earth. And what he shows us to do is he always broke the boundaries of what we put on as humans. He always looked through the, the barriers and obstacles that we have placed as humans. And Jesus looked straight through it. But the woman, she was looking through a filter and she said, hey, I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. What in the world are you talking to me for? And so uh, Jesus said to her, uh, will you give me a drink? And she said, no, Jesus, what, what, what are you doing? I'm a Jew or I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew. And how can you give me a drink? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who is it that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And I love this portion of scripture because Jesus looked, number one, through the mask and through the filter through which she was looking at life through. He saw her exactly where she was and he saw exactly what she needed. And I wanna just encourage you today, wherever you find yourself right now in this moment, Jesus looks directly through the filter that you've been looking through he looks through all the barriers and obstacles you think are there in order to get to him. And he wants to pursue you 
and come through that wall. Jesus looks at barriers as opportunities to invest in his children, to love us unconditionally. And I love it that what the woman was talking about as living water, he was talking about a whole new type of living water, something that would give her something that would sustain through all things. And I think in this season, you know, I want to really encourage you to not pursue his hand as much as you pursue his heart. The thing is the father knows exactly what you need. He knows beyond all the physical needs, all the mental needs, all the, the things that we think and see on the outside. He knows exactly what you need on the inside. He knows what you need to sustain. He knows that you don't just need a drink of water. You need a drink of the living water of God. And so he looked straight through what she was saying. And he said, I, I want to give you living water. Verse 11 says, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did all his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water. Oh man, welling up to eternal life. What an incredible word. He said, whoever drinks this water, the water we're all searching for will thirst again. And that's what happens when we search after his hand, when we search after the things of this world, when we search after what we think Jesus should give us, our priorities, our agendas, the things that are on our prayer list, when we bring that type of heart and type of prayer to Jesus, I know it just must uh, break his heart as it did with the Samaritan woman because he sees straight through what we think we need. And he sees exactly what you need to sustain. I believe that this season of being submerged and going deep in him, I believe that God is drawing you into a place of gaining something you never knew you needed. And maybe you've been searching in this life for things to sustain you, something to fill the void, something to make you feel successful. Can I tell you, you will never, you will never find that feeling in this world. There's nothing this world can offer you that will give you that feeling of fulfillment because the father is the one who created you. He's the one who designed you and he's the one who knows exactly what you need to be fulfilled. He calls you for a specific purpose. He marked you before time began. So in the season of calling you deeper, He's calling you to drink of something you haven't yet had before. And the Samaritan woman, he said, hey, if you'll ask me, I'll give you something greater than what you're asking for. I'll give you something greater than what you know of, a living water, something greater. But Jesus, he is the master. He's the Lord. And I believe that in this season, he's drawing you, he's drawing me to put him back on the throne. I believe this season is calling us to look at ourselves, to really inspect what we put priority on, what we have in the throne of our lives. And really to evaluate, you know, when we come to Jesus and we do bring him our agenda, or we do bring him our prayer list, which isn't bad because we're his children, right? And my children sometimes, they ask for things that they really don't need. You know, they ask for another stuffed animal. My, my daughter's into stuffed animals like crazy. She's a, a guru of stuffed animals. And she'll ask for another stuffed animal. Now I know as her father, 
She does not need another stuffed animal, right? I know what she needs. And God's the same way. When we bring our agendas and we bring what we think we need in this season and what time we need it, He looks directly past that. He knows exactly what you need. He knows you need Him. He knows you need closeness with Him. He knows you need His heart in you. He knows what you need. And so it's really us transforming our thinking, renewing our, our minds, and saying, God, we just want what you want for us, knowing that His heart is greater than what we could conceive or come up with on our own. And when we come to Jesus and we, we give Him the authority, we put Him on the throne. See, Jesus was never uh, one who treated following Him in a neutral way. And sometimes we do come to Jesus and, you know, we, we have, we add Jesus on to our lives, right? Uh, you know, there was a commercial with a Coca-Cola and it was, Coke makes everything better. And so the Christian world, right? We tagged that on and made sure it's Jesus makes everything better. Can I tell you that Jesus doesn't want to just become a part of your life. He wants your whole life. He wants it all. He doesn't just want to be a good thing that you have and you carry. Jesus wants it all. He wants to be king over all. And because he is the great I am, he's the great savior, he's the great king. And when he is Lord, he can do what is perfect for you. He can do his perfect will in your life. But as long as we treat it like we are the king or we are have the agenda, we know the strategy for our life, we'll never fully understand, we'll never be fully submerged in what he wants for us. And the beauty about that water is that water, that water, when it gets in you, Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, my water will make a living river live inside of you. Whew, that's what I want. That's what I desire. Man, I, I can't tell you today, I'm just so eagerly pursuing him to create that river in me that, man, wherever I go, I give life. That whoever I'm with feels that life. And Jesus said, if you drink of this world's water, you're gonna get what the world has to offer and you'll always be searching. You'll be thirsty again and again and again. You'll be searching and looking and trying to fill and you'll never fully be fulfilled. But he said, if you come to me, I'm gonna give you a drink that's not only going to make you not thirsty again, but it's gonna create a river for others. And that's what fully submerged is all about is when we get him inside of us, we become a river of life. The other morning, I went up to my rooftop to have my Jesus time. And when I went outside, uh, it was really dark. It was before you know the sun was up. And also I, I went and grabbed uh, one of the cushions for our, our chairs, because we put those in a storage unit you know, when we were not up there. And so I grabbed one and I went over to the couch area and I went to put it on. And I noticed that the couch was wet. I mean, it was, it was soaked. I was like, that's so weird because it didn't rain. And so I was like, where's this water from? And I noticed that the, the, the pit right there, the fire pit was wet. And I went over to my grill, the grill was wet. All the side railing was wet. Everything was covered. It was a dew, the morning dew. It had set on everything. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, this is what I want to do with your life. That every part of you I cover. I don't just want a little bit of you. I don't just want the morning portion of your day. I want all of you. I want every moment of your life. I want every 
form of your energy, of your mentality, of your creativity, everything you put out, every, every strong, every part of your strength, I want it all. And, and God showed me this picture and I believe that he wants that for you. And he wants to cover your life. The beauty is what, whatever he covers grows. Whatever he covers grows. And so as he gets in you, something begins to happen. You start to become like Jesus. The river of God flows through you. And that's what Jesus wanted to do with a Samaritan woman. He wanted to give her living water. And today he wants to do the same with you. I want to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm telling you there's something about those fours today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 through 6. And it says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. That's a big line right there. And Paul was saying something to the Corinthians because they had gotten a little bit cocky. They'd gotten a little bit arrogant about what they had in them. And they started to think that it was them they started to think that they were all hot stuff. And Paul was reminding them, hey, it is not us that we preach. It's not the, the church. It's not the organization. It's not what, what God is doing in that. It is the Lord Jesus. He is the King. He is the King. He says, but the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord, ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. And then verse six, it says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not just in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. And Paul was reminding them that, hey, as we begin to die to ourselves, as we begin to die to our wants, our longings, our desires, as we start to put that at the altar of Jesus and start to sacrifice that and make him Lord and King, he becomes alive in us. We die to the selfish uh, ways of, of our old nature. The Bible says that we become new creations, that he gives us new desires. And those desires make us more, more like Jesus, more like we were designed to be, more like we were in the beginning created to look like, created to talk like. And that's what God wants to do in us to be fully submerged. You see, when we are fully submerged, Jesus is fully Lord. When we are fully submerged in Him, He sits on the throne of our lives. All of a sudden now our actions, our words are not directed by us. How many know that that's a good thing? That's a good thing when we don't direct our own thoughts, when we don't direct our own words, because that can get us in trouble. That can, and sometimes out of the, the wellspring of our humanness, we can hurt people. We can cause destruction. We can cause dissension and disunity. But when we are acting in Christ, when He is in us and He is Lord, and we are working in that, the gifts of the Spirit now become our guide. The gift of peace, the gift of joy, 
the gift of strength and self-control. Those gifts now direct us as a GPS that we are now focused on how to love, how to serve, how to give. That is our main thing. And then look what happens to the body of Christ as we all are working in those gifts. Therefore, everybody who comes into that body now gets what Jesus is, gets the gifts of the Spirit, gets the love, the joy, the peace that He has to offer. So what we have to understand is that if we, if we continue to look at only the law, we miss out on what the Spirit wants to do in us. In the previous chapter, Paul talks about the law crushing. And I want to look at that because I think it's so important that we in this season, we really go after God and you and your walk with God, you go after the spirit. Sometimes we do pursue the law. We pursue what we you know, should do and what the regulations of what it is and what are the rules and all the stuff. And if we pursue him, that stuff takes care of itself. I promise you, if you pursue God and you have his heart in you, the things of this world is not even gonna look good. You are gonna wanna pursue him more. You are gonna become hungry for him. You're gonna wanna love those around you better. You're gonna wanna serve those at your work better. You're gonna wanna become generous. You're gonna get better if you become like Jesus. Let me just promise you in that. So we have to drop the regulations, the, the laws. We have to drop those things and say, God, we wanna pursue you, number one. And Paul was reminding us this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse four. He said, such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Come on. He was talking about getting rid of the, the old covenant, of that which was an oppression for the people. I mean, they were oppressed by this covenant because they had to be atoned for. And it was only for a little while that they could be atoned. But then Jesus came in and he broke all of that oppression off of us. He took the wrath of God on him. And therefore, we didn't have to have the wrath of God. What Jesus did on the cross broke down the chains and bondage of sin. And he said, hey, listen, now we are competent as ministers. We're the ones who are engaging and encouraging and, and making this thing come to life. The new covenant, the covenant of the Spirit of God. It says, not of the letter, meaning the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And that's what Jesus wants for you. He wants you to have full life. That's what fully de devoted, fully submerged, that dew resting on all of your life, Him totally saturating you. That's what it looks like as He's giving life to every part of you. Not just the, the church side of you. Not just the, the side that shows up on Sunday. Not just the, the side of you that tries to be holy in the midst of holy people. I'm telling you, all of your life, everywhere you go, He is covering and causing things to 
grow, causing things to bloom, causing fruit to be produced out of your life. That people look at you and say, how in the world? I thought you were bad at that. Or I thought this was a weak part for you. I thought you get angry whenever this happens. Or I thought, you know, that person bugged. No, no, no. Now all of a sudden, you're like Jesus. Now you're loving everybody. You're forgiving everybody. You're able to pursue people in love. You're able to be generous and not snooty and greedy. But God is going to do something in you that makes you like him. He wants to cover all of you, but it's going to take us putting him on the throne. That's what I believe that God is drawing us to today. If you haven't done that and you have things that are on the throne of your life, today I'm telling you, Jesus is calling you in to make him Lord, to make him Lord, not just Savior. See, some of us have pursued him as a Savior, and that's good, but you can't stop there. Yes, he saves you from your sins, that's a beautiful thing. We come and we are saved from that which we did in the past. We're saved from our human nature. Praise the Lord. And we come into a new covenant of grace and mercy. It's beautiful. But then we step further into this relationship with Jesus and we make him Lord. And in that, we truly follow his desires. We truly lay down our agenda, lay down the right to own what we have. And we say, God, you own it all. You are King. You are Lord. And when we do that, the beautiful Lord and Savior gives us living water, something to come alive in us, something that is building in us for others. See, when you fully look like Jesus, life's not about you. When you fully look like Him, all of a sudden your eyes are outward and not inward. And my prayer for us as a church, my prayer for those of you who may be just catching this stream or jumping on this video by random, hey, let me just tell you, I believe my prayer for you is that you would become so consumed with Jesus that you start to look like Him. Our world needs people that look like Jesus. Our world is totally in need of a Savior, Jesus Christ, and those that look like Him. And I believe that God's doing that in His church in this season. He's exposing things and getting us to this depth and level with Him where we not only just go to church, but we are the church. We are the church. Our homes are now temples of the Holy Spirit where we invite Him in. Our, our, our tables are places where we do communion and we remember what Jesus did on the cross. Our kids now are right smack dab in the middle of praying for healing and, and letting God move in the midst every conversation we have, everywhere we go, every Zoom session we're a part of, Jesus is there, Holy Spirit is there, and He wants to totally take over your life if you'll let Him. Uh, we had this high dive at camp. I don't know if you've ever been a part of that, but it's, it's this diving board that's way too far up in the air. But it's the depths of the water is just incredible. You know, it's like 15 feet down. And when you get up on this high dive and you look down, the feeling that goes through your stomach, if you're afraid of heights, like myself, is just unbelievable. Uh, and I feel like some of us, we come to this, this thought, this mindset of being fully submerged, of being fully devoted and giving God the reins of our life. And it's like wanting, it's like being afraid to jump off that high dive. It, it looks scary. And it looks like you're not sure what's at the bottom of it. That's what fear is made of. Can I tell you not to give in to the lies of fear? 
not to give in to the lies of humanity, not to give to the lies of this culture, of what they're trying to sell and what they're trying to give you. Can I tell you to pursue truth, pursue the love of the Father, that He has this incredible embrace for you, that He wants to totally surround you. And I think it's time for you. I believe with all my heart that God is pursuing you to jump, to make the decision. And then as we close this series, I just want to close with just a full-on commitment to say, I'm all in. And there's some of you that today, see, here's the beautiful thing about water is that it purifies. When we get showers, when we wash our hands, you know, we're doing a lot of washing hands right now. I mean, that is just a big thing. A lot of us have learned for the first time how to wash our hands, right? And 20 seconds underneath and you gotta sing happy birthday, you know, several times or whatever, but water purifies. And the beauty is when we go deeper, things that are separating us from looking like Christ, being with Him, looking uh, to the Father for everything, making Him Lord and King, those things start to come off as we're purified in the depths. And that's what God wants to do in you today. He wants to take you deeper so that the things that are, are clouding your vision are making you see things that aren't truth and aren't real for your life. He wants to take those things and separate you from them so that you can fully become alive. Because up until this point, you've been pursuing water. But today, He wants to give you living water. And if you've never drank of the living water, today I want to invite you in to say yes to Jesus to make him king and Lord of your life and to unashamedly say, Jesus, rule and reign my life. If that's you today, I wanna to lead you in a prayer. If you'll just repeat after me, I wanna just lead you in a prayer to say, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life. So that's you, would you just pray with me? Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins today I make you Lord of my life. I make you king over everything. Lead me and guide me every day. Let me leave my old way of life and pursue what you have for me. Let me trade the water of this world for the living water in your cup. We love you, Jesus, so much. And I thank you for dying on the cross just for me. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Woo, I can't tell you how much celebration is going on all across in the watch parties for you. And in heaven, the Bible says that the angels are throwing a party for you because you have come now into the family of God. So congratulations. Hey, let me encourage you. If you made that decision today, would you let somebody know? Would you push that button today? Fill out your information. We want to connect with you. We want to celebrate with you. But more importantly, we want to walk this journey with you. This is going to be the most incredible journey of your life. As you pursue Jesus, you trust in Him, you let Him be the Lord. I'm telling you, the amazing uh, outpouring of His Spirit in your life is going to absolutely transform you. I I'm just so excited for what is going to happen in the depths of who He is. And so would you let somebody know today, don't do life alone, but pursue that relationship. Man, out of these small moments that we spend together, out of these small moments that we spend with Jesus, come the big moments of ignition. Let me encourage you in this season to keep being devoted to Jesus.
<laughs> I can't stress that enough. Please keep your relationship with Jesus top priority. Get with him, love on him, Sp spend those times being quiet before him. Let him speak to you with the amazing gentle whisper of the spirit. Let him be your peace. The Bible says in Psalms, he is the great refuge in times of storm. And Haggai said in the great shakings, he's gonna pour out his spirit. Great darkness, he's gonna be the light over you, the glory over you. So let me encourage you in this time, please stay devoted. Get in Jesus' presence, because out of those moments of devotion, it's out of those moments of quiet that he ignites our hearts, he lights us on fire, and he makes us the best us that we can be for the world around us. I'm so excited what God's gonna do in you in this week. And I just wanna pray over you that God will release his spirit in your life, that you would become more like him than you've ever been before. So let's, uh, let, let's pray together. Would you just receive this? Just open your hands, kind of like receiving a gift. And let me pray over you. God, I just release your spirit right now over those who are watching. I pray that you would manifest your spirit in their life through the way that you love, through the way that you pursue. Let them feel your embrace right now. God, if they've never had an encounter with you, that you would be face to face with them right now. Man, would you just make that your prayer? Say, God, I wanna encounter you right now. Jesus, encounter them, breathe on them. Let them feel the breath of your, your, your spirit fill their lungs. And we just thank you for your presence right now, God. We are hungry and desperate for more of you. Take us into the depths of who you are, God. Let us jump off the high dive and dedicate our lives, devote ourselves to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am, Jesus, you are everything to us. We wanna put you on the throne of our lives so you become our King and Lord. So we make you King of this moment. We just pray that you go with us all week long. Give us opportunities to share your love. Give us opportunities to pour out your spirit into those around us and let us be consumed with bringing the kingdom of God down to earth. In your name we pray all of this, amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.